This is Biz, and if hosting One Bad Mother for over 10 years has taught me anything, it's that parenting is hard and nobody gives a shit. So belly up to the low bar, where fine is good enough and you'll never feel alone. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, I've given you everything and you still want more? We talk about examples of the young eating their parents in the animal kingdom with Ellen Weatherford, host of Just the Zoo of Us. Oh, welcome back, Ellen. Thank you. <laughs> it's always a fun time. I feel like you hype me up so much and it just hype. gets me into like a hype spiral. <laughs> I like to hype. Let's hype. Let's get so hyped that the rest of the day is just a fucking letdown. <laughs> <laughs> Let's set that bar nice yeah. and high. So that everything can just limbo right underneath. Oh, that's right. Ellen, remind us who lives in your house. And I want all the details. Okay. So it's me, Ellen. Mm -hmm. I'm mommy. And then my husband, Christian, who uh, is also my co-host on our co-hosted episodes of the podcast. Um, Right. So listeners will recognize him. And then we've got two little kiddos. Um, The older one is Isaac. He's nine. And he is my son from before Christian and I got together. Mm-hmm. And then we have a little one, Finley, who oh just turned three uh, a couple of weeks ago. So that's a whole something. thing. That's, that's something. a whole thing. Yeah. Um, we actually just met another Finley for the first time uh, at the aquarium yesterday. But she was a huh. girl and much younger than him. And he was livid. He oh. was like, that's not Finley. <laughs> <laughs> you are all mistaken (laughs) i like the idea of becoming like like aware that multiple people have a name that your name is not that like like that sort of ego release you know that that's like an interesting milestone that no one ever talks about right (laughs) we've already had like the i'm your mommy but other people have their own mommies like we've already had that hurdle to go through but then the like wait hold on hold on (laughs) You're telling me there's other Finleys. This cannot be. (laughs) Do not not send that child to a progressive independent school. They will just be (laughs) full of full of Finleys. Uh, Animals. Animals? Yeah. Yeah, I know you've heard of them. I've heard of animals. Do you have any living in your house? I have two. I have a dog. Uh She's a beagle named (gasps) Puppy. Oh. And she's... (laughs) Her name is Puppy. She's 12 years old. So she is ancient, a crumbling relic. She's a hobbling (laughs) from day to day, just decrepit old dog. Yes. um, Barely just hanging on by a thread. (laughs) I got one of those in cat form. (laughs) We've been roasting our dog mercilessly since we got her. So she's she's one of those like no thoughts, head empty kind of creatures. Uh So it's like you can just say whatever you want. She's like, I'm just glad people are talking about me. (laughs) I'm just pretty. I'm just here to be pretty. She is so cute. She's the cutest little thing. And then we've got a cat who's a menace to society. Yeah. He should be in prison. He's a he's a tabby cat. He's like I think he's like six years old now. Um a, a monster. A monstrous beast. He's nice. uh, he's just recently his name is Aki and Aki. the older one named him when he was like four. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> it was just like a collection of sounds. <laughs> and Aki just figured out how to get on top of the fridge. So we're having an awesome time right now. Oh, Everything's going great in our everything's house. Everything's better. There's nothing better than walking and I would walk into my kitchen like after drop off. I was gonna come home have some coffee. And then I'd be in the kitchen. I'd be like, something's, something's off. I feel like I'm being watched. And then I would turn and on the oven range hood, like the thing that sticks out, like our old cat onion would just be like, how's it going? And I'm like, wow, there's like so many reasons you shouldn't be up there. Hey, your litter box cleanliness does not lend itself to being up in a kitchen. And two, Good boy. How'd you get up there? Aren't you handsome? You're the most handsome. OSHA's pissed, but uh, I'm impressed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My older, my cat, he's such a jerk. He likes to spawn camp us where Mm. he'll wait around a corner where he knows we like have to go in through the kitchen and he'll wait on the other side. And as soon as you're walking around, he swats you with his paw. 
just for fun. I've watched the cats. So B doesn't like anybody. B is our old ancient cat. B. As cats are entitled to. Yes, exactly. And she's so smart and she's a beautiful lady and she gets to be as horrible as she wants. So uh, she's had to deal with with a lot of idiot surprises. Uh, She's been with us since pre-kids. So, you know, a lot of idiot surprises, all kind of, what? There's children here? What? There's more cats? Anyway, uh, the other cats know for this. The other cats know that she hates them and that she does not want to play with them. Yet, as soon as she starts heading towards the cat box, it would it would be like two velociraptors. <laughs> uh, the other two cats would kind of eye each other and then slowly go to trap her in the cat box like jerks. And I'm like, you guys are jerks. Stop being jerks, you jerk cats. I know um, they had like a strategy meeting yeah. beforehand where they yeah. like had a whiteboard where they were drawing yes. out their plan of attack. And yeah, they're like, meow, 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 <laughs> meow, meow, jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a house full of love, life, and life, life, energy. Life, <laughs> it's an energetic energi- house. <laughs> Every time I say to Stefan, Jesus, why is this house so dusty and gross, even though I keep like trying to clean it? And he'll say, well, because things live here. I want a pristine, sterile environment. Yes, I want to be in a pottery barn calendar. <laughs> All calendar. Wow. I want to be in a pottery barn catalog. But now I want a pottery barn calendar where like each month it's a new clean room that I get to look at. Like January would be this like curated dining room table room, right? And then like maybe May would be pottery barn outside patio furniture, right? <laughs> Everything I want just Pinterest. Comes. I just yeah, want I the Pinterest I love, house. I want a Pinterest house. Well, <laughs> I, I don't always want. Sometimes Pinterest houses lean too heavy in signage that I feel is unnecessary, like mm. food. And I'm like, yeah, I know that that's food in the kitchen or like laugh. And I'm like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> well, now I'm not gonna. Now I'm not gonna laugh. And I'm gonna put the food in the toilet. Fuck <laughs> you, house. Okay. Let's go back to my original comment. Animals. Ellen. Yes. You know of them. Yeah. Not you just talk- the ones in the house, the ones Not outside of the you, house. You have a like deep, <laughs> deep knowledge of animals. And you've been on before and we've talked about various uh, parenting styles and animals, all sorts of things. Animals that then eat their young. They do. Um, I just realized there there are new parenting terms that I was not aware of anymore. You know, like I, I definitely know tiger mom. I definitely know uh, helicopter mom, but like there's jellyfish mom. Oh dear. That's very relaxed. That's I good with the flow. So, That's yeah. good with the flow. But I was like, really? Do we have a jelly? Do we have a just, <laughs> can't we just relax? Everybody. I love a jellyfish. I love a jellyfish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not well known for providing a lot of, uh, input i suppose See, i don't <laughs> into think anything that, right i don't think we're naming horrible parenting stereotypes uh <laughs> correctly why animals uh but you know that's just me i'm not in charge uh but animals i now have this question for you i it could just be where i am in life as a parent uh at this moment but i'm hoping that there are examples of children who eat their parents, right? Like you give and you give and you give. And the next thing you know, you're the fucking giving tree and they're (laughs) ripping your shit down and then sitting on you when you're old, right? Like on your corpse. So tell me, am I, should I be worried? Well, I'm so glad you asked Biz because- (laughs) So glad I asked you too. So glad you asked. (laughs) Because not only is the practice of the young, like eating their mother, um, a pretty, not an uncommon thing in the animal world. It's so common. It has a name. There's a word for it. Is it Macbethanet? It's called matrophagy. Oh, say that again. Matrophagy. So the suffix um, P-H-A-G-Y. 
that's a suffix that means like eating something. Oh, phagey. You, is, mm-hmm. What is another? Do how smart? Let's see how smart we are. <laughs> they, I'm trying to think of other words because I'm so phagey doesn't come up. Like I can't conjure up another word with that as a suffix, right? But uh, and there's I, no way to answer this. You're not going to like what my answer is. No, what is it? It's coprophagy. What is that? It's eating poop. Um, there you go. Look, so- I just, sorry, we just lost Val, everybody. <laughs> Val, who is filling in as our Left the producer, call. <laughs> is done. And you timed that beautifully, Ellen, because uh, Val was, uh, I think, taking a nibble of something. So, oh my God, what is it called? Col- Coprophagy. Col- See, I would think it'd be colonphagy. But I, I know the copro like prefix means poop. Um, and and I'm... I only know that because we used to have a dog who had a very serious problem with eating her poop, like constantly. Oh. And it was such a bad thing that we had to feed her these little tablets that were like for coprophagy, where it would like make her poop taste worse. And I was like, how can you make poop taste worse? It's already poop. This is already at the bottom. Of, like, yeah, what it's already. Taste like. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I don't know. Well, they they sell to be fair, tablets. I don't know, but I like that it's enough of a thing that the medical world had to create something. They were like, we that. need a shorthand for this. Yeah, we the, we're, we're wasting too much time. Yeah, let's just okay. Uh, so let's don't explore that path, and instead no. go back to animals. Yes. Uh, that's what that's what asking questions gets you, everybody. That's Sorry. what. <laughs> curiosity psychic damage i just inflicted Uh, on everybody but matrophagy uh is a behavior that is seen in uh plenty of animals it is especially common in spiders Mm. um really common in spiders and other types of arachnids like um like scorpions and pseudoscorpions and stuff like that but um so pseudoscorpion it's like kind of like like a scorpion maybe a scorpion but i really like to dance is it like (laughs) It's just like kind of I don't I I don't know enough about them off the top of my head to know like what differentiates them from an actual. I just like that there's a category. I know it's taxonomy is annoying. It's deeply deeply (laughs) annoying. But um, so there's one type of spider. So a lot of different types of spiders basically sacrifice their bodies to their young. Don't Um, we all? I know it's in a very very literal sense. So there are some pretty extreme cases. Okay. So I I found a really good article uh, in Entom. Today from 2015. It's called it. Arachnid Matrophagy. These spider mothers literally die for their young, and it was by Yale Lubin. And it is this article describes um, the behavior seen in the species Stregodiphus lineatus. Oh my which god! Is a, it's, isn't that a You're beautiful so name? You're so good at saying <laughs> things that are have multiple syllables. Keep going. The spiders found in the Mediterranean. So what happens is a spider lays her eggs. She's yes. got her little clutch. As soon as she lays her eggs, like the egg laying process triggers in her body, just basically like close down shop, like last call. Her entire, her internal organs and her tissues, they start to break down and deteriorate. So like cell walls start dissolving and like the, just the inner workings of the body just start to like liquefy basically. So the inside of her body, her organs start to like turn to soup, but this whole time she's still feeding the hatchlings. So she'll catch prey in her web, eat it and then regurgitate it to feed it to her hatchlings. So she's still actively caring for them while her body is dissolving. And then (laughs) it's so sad, but like, you know, this is just such a natural thing that happens to them, right? It's nothing that they like think about or or bother with. So once the, this whole thing lasts for about two weeks and after two weeks, once the hatchlings are old enough to not really rely on her, oh, that might be a guest appearance from the actual toddler who's knocking on the door. Yeah, (laughs) let me in. I must I must eat you. Have you broken down yet? Go ahead. I know that's you can, can smell my insides liquefying. Um, so Smells once like the hatchlings, <laughs> I had a peach earlier today. Um, oh. Once the hatchlings are about two weeks old and they don't really rely on the mother for care anymore, they kill her and eat her body, and they just eat like the the insides basically yeah. that have huh. pre-goopified for they, them. Yep. Yeah. And they how just thoughtful. Leave them- 
And and spiders, uh, like other types of arthropods, have a, an exoskeleton, right? Yeah. So it's like a, a tough outer shell. They they keep their hard parts on the outside instead of the inside. So it's like a so, po- opposite of me. I keep all yeah. my hard parts on the inside, everybody. Right they, inside uh, my soul. But yeah. the the so like it's like a little taco is wrong. But like imagine a, like a crab. Like if you like if when you crab, eat crab, you leave behind a, the shell. Yeah, the shells. The, yeah, mm-hmm. no, that. Yes, I was trying to make a Pop-Tart work, but it doesn't. So, I eat you the whole Pop-Tart. I, don't I know eat about the you. whole Pop-Tart. I agree. So see, it didn't work. Just crab one bite. Is good. Just oh, a yeah. single. Ah. My children are so impressed by how fast things disappear when we I'm eating. Time. We don't have time. I must eat this whole Pop-Tart right now. Uh, so they leave behind this like ghostly husk of like the mother's exoskeleton. That's like all that's left after the younglings have just excavated her body. Ghostly husk is the yeah. new one bad mother t-shirt. Ain't we Fair. all? <laughs> what bad mother? A... Just a ghostly husk. <laughs> <laughs> I smell a Max Fun Drive pen. So what you don't want to be is a spider mom. That's yeah, what no, I don't want to be a spider mom no. uh, at all. Because uh, this does effectively like limit their reproduction because they have well, one clutch of eggs. That's it. Like yeah, how their body many eggs? Is done. How many eggs? It's a do you lot of eggs. Have? Is it like a hundred eggs? It's probably like a hundred yeah. eggs. Like I don't even know exactly, ten eggs but... is a lot. Yeah. Even ten is a lot. Because octopuses do something kind of similar, where the egg laying process triggers something in their brain that makes them stop eating, so oh, they starve yeah. and die. So that's, that's right. It, they're one and done too. Um, but I remember young, we. We yeah, talked, we did talk about this. We before. did talk about this. And I remember yeah. thinking, I thought octopuses were so smart. And then I was like, oh, you are. You're not sticking around. <laughs> They're like, sticking around for it. we're good. We're I'm good. good. What <laughs> I'm done, my friends. The job here is done. <laughs> good. And I'm, in fact, I'm out. I'm out. You know? Yeah, that's enough, I think. Now, that's there right. is a chiller version of matrophagy okay. in the animal oh, kingdom, there's please. like the toned down version. Um, in Sicilians, which I think a lot of people haven't heard of. They're a type of amphibian. Uh, they're related to frogs and salamanders. And they look kind of like a snake or like a worm, maybe. Um, so they have no legs. They're long and skinny and noodly. So when the young are born, they have these tiny little nubbin teeth, basically. Uh-huh. And their first meal is a layer of skin that they scrape off of their mother's body. It's like a really fatty, like soft skin. That's like a layer outside of their body. And the young just like scrape it off with these little teeth. Now it doesn't seem to be painful. Like the the mother, when this is happening, she's not really bothered by this. She's just mm-hmm. like, this is fine. It's no big she, deal. And and then it grows back afterwards. Well, I was so, wondering like, if it grew, if like, the ghostly husk. That's also <laughs> the name of my first mystery book. Obviously, um, I've got to go so far, Ellen, with ghostly husk. It's the best thing I've ever heard. You get a lot of mileage out of that. I'm one. gonna get so You're welcome much mileage. For that. I, thank you. I thank you. You're in for ten percent. So uh, no, but the in the ghostly husk, she the spider lays the eggs, and immediately it triggers a thing in the body. So. Mm-hmm. It, but that is not the case here in the Sylvans, yeah. or it does. It's like that's just her normal skin. It, nothing like it wasn't like from a like a I special guess, like maternal skin, that, skin like, that like developed while they were pregnant or any of I, that. I don't actually know for sure that's if it's okay. something that is like triggered by like the the reproductive yeah. process, but it is something that just grows back. That's good. Um, and I mean, that's like a normal thing with like, you know, amphibians will like not like necessarily shed their skin like a reptile would, mm. but, you know, they like <laughs> they're slimy and gross. Well, and they lose tails and shit and those grow it's back. Fine. It's yeah, fine. Like, just they, make a new one. It's okay. But I also <laughs> like the idea of that being like spa-like. I literally had written in my notes. I was yeah. like, this seems like a spa treatment. Like this seems pretty nice, actually. Yeah. Like just I mean it, it might feel be, good. <laughs> not to us, but to this amphibian-like creature. Yeah. It probably feels 
great. It's so chill, actually. They're so cool about it, which I feel like they're flexing on the spiders a little bit (laughs) to be like, yes, yes, we are nourishing our young with our bodies, but we don't have to like die about it. Like, yeah, I would have to die. Jeez, spiders, get over yourselves. (laughs) Figure it out, spiders. (laughs) God, spiders. Let's start an internet site where we just shame spiders (laughs) about their about their parenting choices if those spiders could read they'd be very upset they would be so upset i know i think (laughs) i like the idea of there being like a petty judgment war going on within the parenting animal do you think it probably goes both ways because the spiders are probably like you're not doing enough yeah like you're not giving it what you're not dying after your first clutch of eggs why are you Rookie. being so selfish? Yeah. <laughs> God, it's the only natural way to feed your child is to <laughs> die for them. So, Sorry, I don't give them poison. I don't give them poison. What do you, so you can just go back to breeding? Is that it? Anyway, do you play Animal Crossing? I do. It's been a while, but I do. Same. How realistic are the animals in Animal Crossing? There are some that have some really fun little like parallels to real life that I think is cute. I like that Pascal, the mm-hmm. otter, um, he's always got like little rocks and and like oysters and stuff like that. And I like that he will like he'll like, come find you if you find a, an oyster yeah. with a pearl in it, which is like like otters do break open oysters and stuff. I don't think otters care about pearls, but, you know, that's. Oh. So you usually get to keep the pearl sometimes. Sometimes yeah. the pearl winds up in your pockets. Yeah. Sometimes it's home to show around. Off. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Just get out of here. I really like that the dodos in Animal Crossing are flying planes because they're otherwise flightless birds. <laughs> this is Ellis's favorite thing as well. So Ellis good. Makes this call. He's like, I love that they're dodos. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. Even on this little fantasy island, they get to, you know, fly. Well, and it's funny because of all the different actual, like, insects and Mm -hmm. fish and sea life that are on there that are not, like, living in a house, but are just, you know, out there in the ocean, uh, that Ellis has learned, like, all of these, as have I. I'm like, oh, I know what a lamprey is. I know <laughs> what a mackerel is. I understand a cherry salmon. Yes, I do now. I can't tell you how many times on our podcast I've been talking to like, like marine biologists and like zoologists and entomologists and people who have like been doing this for decades and stuff. And they'll be like, oh, have you ever heard of this an- like random obscure animal? I'll be like, I have actually. <laughs> You're never going to guess where. <laughs> I'm going to get four hugs from this octopus. You know, like whatever the little quotes are. All right. Now it's time to get serious. For sure. In preparation for this conversation. I did some intense research by typing into Google latest animal news. Rigorous. Thank you. I I pride myself (laughs) on my journalistic standards Um, as a theater major, women's studies minor (laughs) from a medical university in Alabama. Uh, What an assortment. Uh, What an assortment of traits. It's a lot of traits. It took eight years. Anyway, um, so. The main thing that came up was super pigs. Canadian super pigs are threatening to invade the U.S. And I thought what might be fun, just before you 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 share if you know anything about them, because uh, I don't know what a super pig is, but based on the following titles, I imagine they're horrible. Out of Here's from Newsweek. Out of control, invasive super pigs set to cross U.S. border. So I like that they're set, like they're getting their bags. They're all, they're prepping. (laughs) Uh, The Guardian says, incredibly intelligent, highly elusive. U.S. faces new threat from Canadian super pigs. Then CBS News, super pigs called the most invasive animal on earth. And uh, finally, from the Smithsonian, destructive super pigs from Canada threaten the U.S. These are horrible, violent pigs. We need a fence 
for sure <laughs> to put up somewhere. I don't know what Congress is doing about the super pigs, but they're not doing enough. Uh, so, uh, Ellen, what do you know about super pigs? Because as a parent, I need to needlessly worry about things that will have <laughs> no impact on my personal life or my child's life. Go ahead. So I'm not familiar with the super pig uh, title. This sounds clickbaity to me. This sounds kind of like headline, you know, we sure. want to put, this sounds like murder hornets and yeah. stuff like they were, they were doing like murder hornets for a while. I know, murder like, hornets. Okay, like that's a little much. I clutched my pearls, Ellen, <laughs> for weeks because of the murder hornets. Yeah, it's giving murder hornet. Like it feels like something that is like something they wanted to put in a headline because super pig kind of sounds cool. Well, super pig Pigs. also doesn't sound threatening. I'm like now, like how close have you been to a pig? <laughs> I have been close to a pig twice, and they are super. Though these things are massive, right? Like a wild pig. So invasive pigs are already a problem. They've been a problem for decades, especially in the Southeast. Like yeah. if you've lived in the Southeast, you've probably come across this issue of like feral hogs, right? Like okay. feral hogs, um, which are usually like pigs that were domesticated pigs that got released, established a feral population. Uh, and they are a big problem. Like in the Southeast, especially, they're really disruptive to the ecosystem. They are really difficult to take down or do anything about um really really hard to like eliminate them from an area uh they establish themselves really really easily but then there's like native wild species of pig that live in the united states that they're kind of like hybridizing with like we already have like yeah. javelinas and like boars and stuff like that right that like it, it just gets really bad. <laughs> it gets like, I have you start no have, idea, like, Ellen. You're like, we already have blah, blah. I'm like, no, I have no idea. If Where I had to boars? guess, um, if I had to guess, the super pig may be like a hybrid between like a pig, like a, um, what is it called? Suscrofa, I think is the, the name of it. Like the um, domesticated pig. And yeah. Oh, I was right. Yes. <laughs> Particularly troubled with the emergence of a super pig created by farmers crossbreeding wild boar and domestic pigs in the 1980s. So you get this big, massive, very intelligent domestic pig crossed with an aggressive, tough, sturdy, tusked like wild boar. So you kind of mash the two together and you get a creature that is even more formidable <laughs> than they started. Sounds like a dating show. <laughs> it's it's a mess. I oh mean, my... pigs were already not a good thing. <laughs> this oh, is just worse. Pigs are friends. <laughs> They're are so friends. I have I have been uh, I was on a walk one time with a friend of mine who's were actually you... on the um invasive species council in Florida. And so she is really, really familiar with like native plants, native ecology, and like invasive ecology in Florida. And while we were walking, she pointed out all the places to me where she was like, that's where a plant would be. But instead, there's pig tracks like like usually plants would grow here. But right. you can see that instead it's just sand and there's pig tracks in the sand. So like the pigs would like trample down a lot of the plants so they couldn't grow. They like graze like crazy. There's no like large predators that will take them down in Florida. So, and that's the case like in a lot of places in the southeast. There's just like not an a predator alligator. Who would win I alligator or super pig? I think a pig would get away from a gator. It would have really? to be a massive gator to take down like an adult <laughs> pig. Because they're so heavy. Everybody's you know, Googling like, this right now. Just saying. So you know. I think Everybody. Have, you could get like a really, really big pig or a really, really big gator that could take down an adult pig, but it would have to be so massive. It would have, have to, to be like 30 plus years old or something like that. Okay. Like, super, super pig. How many like uh people like equate to super pig because like a gator would just like take a guy down no problem yeah uh but like are we talking like hippo size are we talking like uh a small like half a hippo maybe half a hippo is still pretty maybe? big that sounds right okay i mean hippos are huge huge yeah um like got Hippo's kind of top of the chain, right? Like, there's nothing taking down a hippo, I don't think. I don't think there's a oh. thing on earth that could take down a, a hippo. 
This is a good question. This is another good question. What can take down a hippo? Nothing without a gun. <laughs> Jesus. Man, a gun, true. I think, could do it. A gun is the main answer. I think that's uh, all you're going to get. Oh, my God. Why are we not having a conversation? Well, you'll have to come back and we'll have to have a whole series of. Oh, I'll tell you about the cocaine hippos in Colombia. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> cocaine hippos? Screw you, cocaine That's bear. a little cliffhanger. A little cliffhanger. Oh, my God. Just the next three weeks. We're Has nothing to Ellen. do with parenting. No. Um, <laughs> this is my, this is my this spinoff is, series about cocaine hippos. This show barely has anything to do with parenting as well. So don't worry about it. But like, all right. So we're going to come back uh, at a later date. We're going to talk about uh, the world's most hardcore animals, including cocaine hippos. And super pigs. And super pigs, as well as just who would win in a fight. I would like to. Oh, for like, sure. The hippo. Like, <laughs> wait, but like a hippo versus like a shark. I mean, like all rules are mm. off. Okay. Oh, Ooh. we're doing fight night. We're doing fight night. I want to know, like, we what? should do like a Super Smash Brothers tournament yeah. style. Like, yes. 1v1. In this corner, we've got <laughs> a great white shark. Fun fact. <laughs> they're not called great. Just white sharks, according to my 10 year old. <laughs> <laughs> Versus cocaine hippo. They were already a threat, but now they're totally coked out of their minds. <laughs> I would maybe pay to see that fight. We roided the hippos. <laughs> we roided out the hippos more than they already are roided. They just I look- would love to hear like a BBC style David oh. Attenborough narrated documentary that's all just like stuff Lights. I heard from my 10 year old. Oh. It's just all like things I half remembered from something my 10 year old half yeah. remembered. That's right. For example, <laughs> Dota's, it's fun. According to my 10 year old, these are some science facts. Uh, and that includes, they're not called, oh my God, my children, both who have to be right. <laughs> when they start getting into great white shark versus white shark, I am like, why is this a thing that you guys are like about to physically <laughs> fight over? It is not important in the grand scheme of life. And also like marine biologists use either yeah. title. It's yeah. okay. It's fine. <laughs> we know what you're talking about. Well, Ellen, this has been fantastic. Talking about some of the darkest things I think uh, we've really ever talked about together, <laughs> which I think is our new goal. Um, I have, yes, for a hundred percent, we will have you back on. We will talk about cocaine hippos and, and I, I would like slither right under that darkest content ever bar. I will oh, just I... creep right under. Good. But at like now I want, I want more blank animal. Right, like cocaine hippo. I don't know what it is. I'm not gonna Google it. I just know super pig. pig. So I want you with your vast knowledge. I want you to think of other, like you know, blank animal that sounds insane. Oh, I've got one. Oh, tell me right now. Volcano snail. Shut your mouth. That's the gross. It's really cool. It's really cool. All actually. right. We're going to have you back. <laughs> All right. Uh, everybody, uh, Ellen, will you stick around and share some genius and fails yes, with us? I, I sure so, will. I am so close. Yes. Everybody's like, yes, we're coming to confession and I will absolve you. Everybody, oh, stick around. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hello, sleepyheads. Sleeping with Celebrities is your podcast pillow pal. We talk to remarkable people about unremarkable topics, all to help you slow down your brain and drift off to sleep. For instance, we have the remarkable Neil Gaiman. I'd always had a vague interest in live culture, food preparation. Sleeping with Celebrities, hosted by me, John Moe, on MaximumFun.org, or wherever you get your podcasts. Night-night. 
Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. It's time for Genius and Fails. I will start with my genius, and that is this weekend is Ellis's 10th birthday party. Very excited. We are going to have tie-dye. We're going to be at a park. We're going to have tie-dye. We're going to play some games. We're going to bring back the deadliest of all children's games, Red Rover. Oh, my uh, God. I have Ellis a paramedic on standby. <laughs> You need to like alert the authorities. Like, I'm just letting you know preemptively we're playing Red Rover. Like, you love it. I showed it to Ellis and he was like, This is the greatest game I've ever. I was like, All right, all right. So, we're going to play some Red Rover with nine and 10 year olds. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, you know, cake. And we're just doing like, you know, like two hour bibbity bobbity boop. And we had picked this park that is kind of a remote park. No one's ever there. It's like in a little well almost. So it's a great place for kids to run around and you don't have to worry. It's very hard for them to escape. Very excited. Yesterday, Ellis says to me, hey, my friend's little brother is having their birthday party, same day, same time, same place. And I said, this sounds like a fucking nightmare. So I reach out to uh, the parent. And I was like, Hey, I heard this rumor. She was like, yeah, <laughs> I had an email in my dra- in my inbox to send to you. Like, mm. and it's for six-year-olds. Now there's some oh. family crossovers, right? But here's the thing. Ellis doesn't do well, just like in a park setting anyway, without it being mm. incredibly structured. And what's most important to Ellis is being the birthday kid. Right. And it's your time like, to shine. I know it is your time to shine. And I don't like it. Luckily, Ellis was took control and said, yeah, I think I'd like to move the party to a different park, um, which I think is very reasonable, easy to do. Uh, but I just all I could see in advance was just this is like a meltdown, mm. like ingredient list for Ellis and so anyway my genius is we're just gonna move the party it's really not that big a deal get out in front of it you know getting out in front plus that lets the six-year-old have their party you know like it's even even in the best of circumstances when kids plan parties together Mm. it is a potential disaster (laughs) and uh, we've lived through it it could maybe it's just us ellen Anyway, we're horrible. We don't like to share. That could be it. So that is my genius. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Ellen, what do you got? For for my genius? Yes. I can't even take credit for it because it wasn't my idea, which is Do the it. thing. That, but um, it was it's it's been a life changer for the last like month or so. So we just moved uh across the country from Florida wow. to Washington. Huge wow. move, big yeah. move, big move. We came off of summer break, which was Ooh. very unstructured, right? So going into the school year was a disaster. Yeah, it was a complete nightmare. <laughs> my older son was like and at home he's such a sweet loving angel child like is just so sweet and respectful and helpful and kind he would go to school and be a demon from hell a complete just goblin hours at the school absolute opposite right because usually mode activated he would just be like this creature um, at school and it was like every day Every day it was a phone call or a message home. It was just constant. Like, I was like, get your shit together. What is happening? (laughs) This is insane. I was like, what are you doing? We were just like banging our heads against the wall. We were like, what is happening here? And so we got a recommendation to try out a system Mm -hmm. that was described to us as a token economy. Have you heard this? Have you heard this phrase? Is it bribery? 
It's it's bribery adjacent. Okay, good, good. <laughs> but it's pseudo bribery. <laughs> yes. So you basically like set up this economy in your home. Uh, we bought a bunch of costume pirate like gold pieces. Yes. Like off of Amazon. They're metal, so they feel nice in your hand and they feel fancy. Um, yes. But they're like literally just like pirate costume jewelry, <laughs> like po- yes. pirate costume coins off of Amazon. And just codified everything. We said, hey, you have a good day at school where, you know, behavior is good and there's no major issues. That's 12 tokens. And each token is worth five minutes of video games. Right. Right. So, like, you get your 12 tokens, you get an hour of video games. But then we were able, like, that went amazing it was like it was like a 180 like a new person (laughs) and we were like okay let's start adding new things and maybe you help me with the dishes after dinner and you get an extra four tokens right or maybe you clean up the loft which you know it's not his room it's not his responsibility but i'm like you clean up the loft i'll give you an extra few tokens yeah and so we've been doing this for the last few weeks and he is so like proactive about like, do you have any chores I can do? Like, you know, he's, and he's so like meticulous about saving his screen time. Right. So he'll be like, Oh, well I could, you know, use my time to play my video games, but I have this book I've really been reading. I've been enjoying. So I'll go read my book and, and like saving up his screen time so that he can kind of binge on the weekend, (laughs) which I'm fine with. Cause I'm like, you earned it. You earned six hours of playing geometry (laughs) dash on your phone or whatever it is you want to (laughs) do. Because he won't touch them all week. You know, he'll go whole week without touching oh, it. And then on the God. weekend, he'll be like, I saved all this time up. And I'll be like, yeah, have at it. I don't care. Love um, it. So that has been huge. And that wasn't our idea. We were given the idea. And then my husband kind of came up with a lot of the details. And like, we've been kind of having to like tweak it to do what we needed it to do at home. But yeah. oh, that yeah, has but been. That's the genius. That's the genius. A, that you. Make it work. You made it work. You took a good idea. You made it work for you. And you're not fighting it, right? Like yeah. you're like, I mean, that's like suddenly you set the rules and mm-hmm. then your kid wants to play six hours on the weekend and you're like, oh, wait, no, that's too, right? And then yeah. you're like, oh, you fucked the rules up. No, <laughs> no, you're sticking <laughs> with the rules. You're doing yeah. And that's a really good job. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> it was great. It was great. It's very good and a much more formatted system than me just like randomly being like, I will give you two dollars. You just <laughs> go in the other room for like 30 minutes. 30 minutes, please. 30 minutes. Just go in your other room for two dollars. Anyway, will Amazon order you a pack of Pokemon I, cards I, I right now. I am ordered. Look at me. I'm on Amazon. I'm doing it. Just <laughs> Just I know will prime that you. you have- I will prime you some Pokemon <laughs> cards. I swear to God, I will. It'll just be here tomorrow. Same day. Same day delivery, buddy. All right, let's listen to a call. Hi, guys. This is a genius. So when you hear the story, it might actually sound like a fail. We were traveling for Thanksgiving, which was possibly our first mistake. But I really wanted to catch my best friend. We live in New York. We were going to Boston, not that bad. I have a 14-month-old. So we planned it all out to leave in the middle of the day on Tuesday so we don't hit traffic. We catch my son before a flight and have some time to relax before my family festivities in Boston. Um, On the drive, as many of our drives go, we're trying to think about the ideal time to stop to get gas so that we don't wake up our perfect child while she is napping. We choose a bad time. <laughs> She's only been asleep for 45 minutes. She wakes up and is no longer interested in sleeping and is more interested in screaming. Mm. And while we got that, an accident happened on the highway. Mm. Now there's a ton of traffic. We were supposed to arrive at like four. Now the accident is adding like maybe 30 or 40 minutes. But then that's pushing us into rush hour on the arrival side. So now we're arriving at like 6. The time's getting higher. We're going to miss my friend, my baby screaming in the back, all of the things. But the genius of it <laughs> is we just said, no, we're not doing this. We looked up, pulled up Google Maps, looked up hotels in the area, found a random hotel in the middle of Connecticut, Turned on baby Beluga for 55 minutes straight on repeat. 
made it to the hotel and just said no to everything. We very unfortunately missed my friend. We missed a play date that we had with our friends the next day. We were ended up being in Boston for like barely 24 hours. And it was the best decision that we could have made. It was absolutely genius to go to the hotel. We took my cute baby up to check in. So they gave us an upgrade. We had separate rooms and like a little residence in. And it was oh. the greatest thing to have happened in a disaster situation. So that's my genius. Get the hotel and stop driving. Of course, while I'm calling to do this, I just walked about 15 minutes in the wrong direction in New York. It is 25 <laughs> degrees here. And I'm not even mad about it because it's just like an extra little break yeah. from my darling 14-month-old. Thank you so much for the podcast. Love you. You're all doing a great job. Bye. Okay. You're genius. And you're living out some sort of fantasy for <laughs> me. Like that road so trip clutch. shit, right? That road shit. Like you're on a road trip. Everything is going horrible. And let's be fair. You're not supposed to be on the road for like three days. You're you're like two and a half hours in, maybe. New York to Boston. Let's say three and a half hours in. You know, a lot of us might feel like I should push through. It's Man. a sunk cost fallacy happening. Right? You're like, I'm in too deep. I can't go back now. <laughs> but like I have had those moments where I'm like, what if we just stopped right mm -hmm. here and got a not? Yeah, let's just saying no yeah. to everything. This is, I just, you're like a, one of those like folkloric heroes, <laughs> right? Who's on the fucking road trip with your baby. And then you just stopped because it was awful. Yes, the and, townspeople will tell legends of yes. this tale for generations. Yes, 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 absolutely. You are doing a great job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Okay. I have a very simple, straightforward fail for you, Ellen. Let me hear uh, it. I'm excited. I have clothes in the dryer and they have been there well over a week. That's so relatable. The oh my end. God. The end. That's it. You ever open your dryer to put in new stuff and you're like, ah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's Get a jump scare. I just walk around the house going, I've lost my sweatshirt. It's, it's just gone. I don't know where it's it gone. is. It's gone forever. I don't even know if the clothes that were in the dryer like fully dried because I never went worst. back out to check. Just do a and quick I, sniff check. Yeah, I'm talking to you <laughs> and I know that I'm not going out there today. To check. So, anywho, uh, there you go. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I really celebrate it. Uh, <laughs> Ellen, do you have a fail? I do. Uh, it happened today. I bought a donut. Oh, <gasps> how? Is I don't know what Walk was going through, through my it. mind. I don't Walk know what was going through. through my head. This is a rookie mistake. Um, I was at the grocery store with my three-year-old, oh. um, and he was being fine. He yeah. was insisting on walking instead of riding in the cart, which is fine. And we were in the bakery section because I needed to get bread and something for breakfast. Right. <laughs> um, and so I was thinking more like muffins, yeah. something like that. He goes over to the donut case, and sure. he's like, I want a donut. And yeah. I was like, heard, but no. Uh, yeah. I was like, we need to find something for breakfast. And he does this. He goes, okay. Hmm. He goes, hmm, let me think. And then he walks in a giant <laughs> circle around the like table where they have the muffins uh -huh. and the croissants yeah. and stuff like that. Walks in a giant circle the whole time going, hmm, hmm. Mm -hmm. Circles all the way back around to the donut case and then goes, yes. I found it. <laughs> You have to reward that. He was like, I found it. <laughs> I found something for breakfast. It's this donut. And so I was like, okay, listen, I will. I was like, this was at 10 a.m. Oh, so yeah. I was like, I was like, I will buy this. You can eat it after lunch. 
And mm. he was like, absolutely. And like rookie mistake right there. Like yeah. I should have known. They don't know what they're talking about. No. Like he was, he was going to say anything to get me right. to buy this donut. <laughs> this kid, you cannot trust this kid. <laughs> no, obviously this kid has humor style and smarts he was like yeah definitely i'm totally gonna wait until after lunch for that and i was like okay great so i buy it and uh the whole time that we're shopping he keeps saying i'm hungry oh and i'm like i'm like are you really that's weird interesting okay would you like a banana (laughs) no of course not and so we get home and for the next two hours every five minutes he's like i think i want lunch (laughs) I want lunch. I think I want lunch. And then yeah. I was like, okay, what do you want for lunch? And it was finally lunchtime. I was like, what do you want for lunch? He goes, hmm, how about a donut? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I was like, I don't know why I did. Why did I do, why did why I I do I this? Myself? Yeah. Why did I bring this evil into my house? Like, I am... I, it's like a cursed amulet that I brought into the <laughs> house. Well, you want to know what the real fail here, Ellen, is that you didn't just give him the fucking donut right in the oh, store. I... That's the fail. You should have given him the <laughs> donut as soon as you like got in the car. Immediate then, bribery. Immediate <laughs> immediate donut giving that well i knew i had leverage and i knew i was going to need it for later i was like this is something that's going to get me somewhere it wasn't because when it was lunchtime i was like okay do you want a sandwich no do you want chicken nuggets no do you want anything no and i was like okay listen 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 yeah yeah Yeah, (laughs) mom i'll give you the fucking donut (laughs) but you have to promise me that you'll eat your lunch lunch okay <laughs> and and here's here's where I got mine. I got mine a little bit. I did convince uh-huh. him to share with me. So he okay. did share the donut with me. That, which was... Did it give you like literally a pinch? Because when I asked my children to share, <laughs> I'm like, can I have a bite? And they will break like Ellis was eating a Pop Tart. Can I have a bite? And he breaks off the uniced corner. <laughs> and I said, I looked at him and I was like, you are too old to be this serious. This is are you serious? He did make me bite off of the donut as he held it. Oh, he had to hold it up to me so I could take a bite. But I did take a big ass bite. Like I was not playing. (laughs) After all that bullshit, I was like, I'm taking a big bite. That's okay. I will let you have this donut. If you promise to to eat all the fruit in the world right (laughs) after what I have to eat. I'm full now. Anyway, wow. Bless his heart, he ate his lunch. So uh, thank Christ. I was yeah. just like the whole time. And then my husband came downstairs <laughs> and he, he came downstairs as Finley was eating his lunch. And yeah. he was like, Hey, what you eating? And Finley goes, I shared a donut. And I was like, You snitch. You are like, snitch now too. And uh, Christian was my husband was like, Oh, where'd you get a donut from? And I was like, It's a whole thing. Oh my god. It is a whole donut of a story, my friend. It was like I was like, I don't know why I bought that was just a bad idea. I don't know why I did that. I shouldn't have bought the stupid donut. I don't know why I did that. It was this force possessed me. Just yes, like the well, goblin mom spirit took over. Yes. Do it. Get the donut. Get the donut. Get the donut. Let him have a donut before midnight. Um, all right. You are doing a horrible job, obviously, on multiple levels. Never go to the store again. Uh, it's jellyfish uh, mom right here. Jelly, you just blowing with it. You just going with yeah, it. Sure, have a donut. I don't care. Yeah, man, I don't care. Hi, one bad mother calling from the bathroom. <laughs> this, I think, is a karmic fail. Uh, I've spent months planning for and budgeting for and arranging childcare for a single night away mm-hmm. from our kids. Mm-hmm. We so rarely get even a regular date night, uh, let alone an actual night away. And as you heard just now, uh, I am sick. The weekend is here, and I have a sinus infection, and I just started my period. God damn it. So that sucks. I know it'll still be good, but it also still sucks. Yeah. 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 It does still suck. It sucks. Yeah, that sucks ass. <laughs> it sucks ass. It sucks like having your period on a vacation. It's just like it 
That's sad. Any of those things on their own sucks. Yeah, I know. That's like so much effort. Yeah, Steph and I haven't spent a night by ourselves. I'm not sure since we've had our children. Maybe one night, right? Mm. It is a lot to plan. Yeah. Also, people have to want to be with your children. Uh, <laughs> turns out that- Oh, I pay them have, too. Yeah, even <laughs> like, if I pay them. Sometimes they're like, we're all good here. Uh, <laughs> decline. Decline. That's right. Like, I thank God there's not a rating system somewhere for that. <laughs> um, and that sucks because you, oh, you wanted to have a good time. You did all the work and then you got sick. And, you did everything uh, right. You did everything, you did everything right. right. And that's your fail. Yeah. You did everything right. And this is what you get it feels for that. Personally targeted by the it universe. <laughs> Yeah, who'd you piss like, off? Universe was like, fuck you specifically. Yeah, fuck you very specific. What is it? Tuesday? Let's see. <laughs> You're up, the I'm Rolodex. Afraid. I think it's your day. She looked like she was about to have a great time. That <laughs> this was probably really important on multiple levels. Humbling. Well, fuck you. <laughs> well, that'll teach you for ever trying to plan anything nice ever at all. <laughs> Ellen. You are nice, and I always like planning things with you, and I am so glad you joined me, and I am looking, no matter how disturbing it constantly is when you come on the show, (laughs) I am looking forward to having you back to talk about blank and blank, like cocaine hippo. Ellen, as always, it has been a pleasure. Everybody, just the zoo of us, can easily be found here on Maximum Fun and all the other places you get your podcasts. You can just download it. It's family it. friendly. It is so family friendly, unless you have a child that doesn't like to hear about the deaths of animals. That's true. That's true. I mean, Jesus. Oh for my. the sensitive souls among for, us, for, maybe for challenging. Just my one child. <laughs> <laughs> but my oldest is a big fan. <laughs> they are, I've walked in to their room and like I'm like who is that talking I know that voice <laughs> uh, and it's you you're talking oh, oh. Yeah, it's the best it's the well, best tell them I said hi I will tell them that you said hi thank you so much thank you Biz it's a delight as always thank you you are the greatest mom I've ever known I love you I love you When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. Somewhere in an alternate universe where Hollywood is smarter. And the Emmy nominees for Outstanding Comedy Series are Jet Pacula, Airport Marriott, Thruple. Dear America, we've seen you naked. And Allah in the family. In our stupid universe, you can't see any of these shows, but you can listen to them on Dead Pilot Society, the podcast that brings you hilarious comedy pilots that the networks and streamers bought but never made. Journey to the alternate television universe of Dead Pilot Society on MaximumFun.org. All right, everybody, it is time to listen to a mom have a breakdown. Okay, so this might be a rant, but it also might kind of be a genius. Um, So a month ago, I tested positive for COVID. um, And then like a week later, two weeks later, my ex got strep. And so then I ended up with the kids. We all got some type of sickness after that. Um, and then I got laryngitis from that, and I'm still recovering, and, like, a sinus infection. Um, and then my ex called me yesterday and said, I just tested positive for COVID. And it's just, like, a total mind suck. Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I'm just – I'm trying so hard to adjust to, like, the new school year because I'm a teacher, and my daughter just started kindergarten. And it's just, like, it's already so much, and – now, like, I just feel like we've been dealing with sickness for an entire month. And here's where the genius part comes in. He said to me, what do you want to do? And I said, I cannot take the kids. I said, I cannot manage to get any better. And I cannot take the kids today. 
So we tested the kids. They were negative. Um, he sent them to his parents because they were negative. And then today, his mom calls me and asked me to pick them up early. And she's like, well, you had like three days of rest, like Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But it's like I was I was working two of those days. Like, I just, I cannot get better. And it's just very frustrating. But then on my way to her house, I get there, and she's like, oh, um, your youngest just tested positive. So she tested him. So my youngest is with my ex. They have the COVID house. And my oldest is here with me. She is testing negative, and, like, I feel like I am in that section of life again where there is no good decision. Like, no matter what I do, it's the wrong thing, and I just keep going back and forth. Like, do I just keep her home in case she actually has it and is somehow falsely testing negative? Do I send her to school so that she's not missing school? And, like, what if she gets it later this week and then she misses a whole other week of school? And I'm so fucking tired. But so my first genius was that I told my ex that I could not take the kids because I needed to rest and recover. And then my second genius, my mom also had COVID the same time I did. She lives five hours away. I called her today, and I said, I have a really big favor to ask. Can you come up and watch the kids? Because they can't, like, my son can't go to daycare because he has COVID. And then as soon as my daughter eventually tests positive, she's not going to be able to go to school. And I don't want to have to take off work. And, like, because I already, like, it's just leaving work as a teacher is so much fucking harder than, like, I imagine any other job. I just, it's so much and I'm so tired, but I asked for help. I set boundaries and I asked for help. And like, that is like the one thing that is keeping me going in all of this is that uh, like, I'm actually asking for what I need. And that is a genius. But the rest of this is a rant because like, fuck sickness. Thanks. Bye. Okay, first of all, you are doing such a good job. You are right. You were a genius for asking for help and setting boundaries, which is next to impossible because what? As parents, when we get sick, we're just the most to push through. Are you ready to push through? Like pushing through is a bullshit mindset. Um, and there are lots of times when we still have to, regardless. Uh, but when the stars align and we're able to ask for help and support so that we have time to heal and recover, it is impactful. So good job. And now let's focus on the rant part of this. I see the shit out of you. You are right. Sickness sucks. And that's the thing about like, uh, kids and being around people all the time. Like, <laughs> One person gets sick, everybody's going to get sick to varying degrees. Uh, how we're supposed to plan work, how we're supposed to plan school, how we're supposed to plan really anything is uh, pretty much impossible. I mean, I, 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 how do we get anything done? And when you said you're back in that place where every decision is wrong, oh man, that is a real place and it is uh, such a hard place to be in. And I am so sorry that you are there. And I just want to also give you a shout out as a teacher. I, you're right. It is a really hard job to have to step away from when you are sick. I, and you guys, teachers are on the front lines of like getting all the diseases, getting all the coughs and all the aches and all the COVIDs and all the stomach bugs and all the respiratory issues. I I actually do not understand how a teacher can go all year without having to take off for illness. So I just want you to know that I think you are doing a remarkable job you are 100% correct that this sucks and that you are a genius for setting boundaries and asking for help. You are doing a really good job. Everybody, 
Asking for help is hard. Setting boundaries can be hard. Knowing when to stop, pull over and get a hotel or stop, pull over and just go get some food at a restaurant. Just stop trying to make it to Boston, as it were. All of those things are hard because we have all this pressure, both real and imaginary, to push through, to keep going. And that anything that isn't that is some weird sign of weakness. And if we are not careful, we are all going to wind up ghostly husks, uh, but way before we want to be. So let's go out. Let's ask for some help. Let's small or large babysitter or just having somebody bring something out to the car because you got a baby asleep in there. You know, like I just would text like the vet, please come out. My child is finally asleep. I cannot bring the cat in. Can you come get the cat? Yeah, they were totally able to get the cat. All right. So like even the little things can make a huge impact on your day. And let's also go out and look for ways that we can offer help uh, in places where people need it. Grab somebody's grocery cart, take it back while they're trying to put the baby in the car, right? You know, what are ways we can help? Encourage the parent trying to decide whether they should give their kid a donut. Do it. High fives. Good job. <laughs> you are all doing an excellent job. I will talk to you next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Gabe Mara, my husband, Stephen Lawrence, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things. And of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, Daddy, baby, fussing by, not throw down Mama Blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, fussing by, not throw down Mama Blue. Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network. Of artist-owned shows. Supported. Directly. By you.